Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. This will be the last podcast of the fantasy football season for you who do week 17. So moving forward, though, we have some new podcasts that will be coming out, potentially of the cinematic variety. Mm -hmm. So we look forward to that, and we hope you look forward to that as well. Now on to this last pod of the fantasy football season. Welcome in. It is producer Ian. Joining me is Keone. That's my name. <laughs> Today, quick pod we have. It's going to be just giving up that Wednesday news, that big news cycle that always hits. We're going to tell you who's limited in practice. Uh, we're going to give you some streamers because we do have people who are going to be out this week. And then we're going to have a little surprise at the end for you guys. <gasps> So let's get right into the news. We have a whole list of people who did not practice Wednesday. We had Debo Samuel. His hamstring is bugging him. He's most likely going to be out. Le'Veon Bell had a knee in, has a knee injury. He did not practice Wednesday. They probably will have him out. Darrell Williams could get lots of looks because of it. Robbie Anderson, wide receiver for Carolina. He has a groin issue. It is not a good sign, but nothing's confirmed if he's in or out. I'd be looking towards like Curtis Samuel to do more. Dallas Goddard, calf injury. Uh, he got out. He got out. How do I put it? Zach Ertz last week ran like 24 more routes than he did. So I think he's been dealing with it. I think they're going to move away from him at the end. No point in getting him injured. He seems to be like he could be a future option in that team. Um, Julio Jones, his hamstring is still bugging him. He hasn't played since week 13, and it's likely going to shut him down for the season finale. It's nothing confirmed yet, though. DJ Chark has a chin injury. It's not looking great. Um, they don't need him to play. They, If he plays, it's just to get some more stats on the season. Um, Antonio Gibson, that turf toe, he did play last week. He only had like 13 touches. He will likely play unless there's something new that comes up we don't know about. They need him to play. They need him bad to play. Um, if he does play, though, he's right back in that running back 1-2 conversation. Sammy White. Sammy White. <laughs> Sammy Watkins has a calf issue going on. He likely will sit. Um they don't need him. You know, a lot of these Chiefs starters are going to sit or play very limited time. It's already confirmed with Patrick Mahomes. So you got to look at like Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and Brian Byron Pringle. Those are the next Ooh, three people up. I like that name. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin, his ankle is still not doing good. He missed practice. It's not a good sign. But without Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas thrived. Led the league in uh, targets and receptions. Matt Stafford, ankle issue. It's kind of the same as last week. It's up in the air right now. He could play. Uh, we really don't know anything uh, confirmed yet. And if he doesn't play, it's Chase Daniels to start. Evan Ingram, his ankle's bugging him. His status for week 17 is still up in the air. Alex Smith, for, <laughs> that one we're hoping. We're hoping Fingers Alex crossed because yeah. they're the best option in the NFC East from our perspective. Sorry, that's our bias coming through, but uh, the best option is to change how the playoffs are fair enough made. Yes. Um, and at minimum, if you want to keep division winners, it needs to be, if you win the division, you get a playoff spot, but not a but guaranteed, you, but then they yeah. just seed it based off of the top four. Mm. That's my opinion. Um, it seems to be not an issue of soreness or anything. It seems to be an actual issue of, if he can physically do anything on his calf. So it's not like he just can tough it out. It is like when he's walking on it and stepping on it, it's not it's not holding up. Um, Willie Sneed has an ankle injury. Has he been relevant? No. A.J. Brown, guess what? Missed a Wednesday again. He's missed most Wednesdays this season. It's just something he does. Deshaun Jackson, 
once again, he just came off IR. He did well. He has the ankle thing. It looks to be just one of those maintenance days, kind of taking the veterans day off. Um, and Kenny Galladay, he hasn't practiced in two months. I don't know why they haven't put him on IR, but until he's put on IR, we're going to keep saying he's mispracticed. What, I mean, what's the point of putting him on IR now? Roster spot. See if you can find somebody else. Um, find a James Robinson. Go give one random guy a shot. See if you have somebody that could be your, like, could help you in the future. Fair enough. So that's, that's my thing. Uh, let's move on to who was limited in practice on Wednesday. We have Ido Smith. His rib is messing with him. Um, as you've seen, Ido kind of took over the backfield. And now if he doesn't go, I would Brian Hill? Yeah, Brian Hill and Todd Gurley. I'm staying away from the backfield. Uh, the Atlanta backfield. It's, it's nothing. Yeah, and they're facing Tampa Bay. So, no. Yeah. Ronald Jones came off the COVID list, but his finger has been an issue, and that could be a problem for him. Um, they're already in the playoffs. They might choose to rest him again. Um, they could also choose to play him because they're fighting to guarantee that like five five seed. Okay. And so if they get the five seed, they play the NFC East winner. Which is the four seed. Yeah, which I like... Um, I they're feel, squeaking in there, so yeah, it's almost. I, I don't feel say like it, that's the a guarantee win, but yeah, because right now the seventh seed could be like the the Rams or the Rams or the the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, one of those teams. And so low key, I I th- like if I wanted to p- if I got to pick my seed besides number one, I kind of want five right now. Yeah, because they have they have to play the NFC East champion, a team that will like is not going to be uh, not going to have a winning record. Yeah, two out of those three teams oh well, are not going to have or probably won't have their the seed or the quarterback they started the season with. Who? Or guaranteed at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cuz but yeah, well, and then the other one is Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Uh, so um yeah, he could be shut down just because they don't they won't truly need him really. Uh T Higgins once again only fantasy relevance because he had a good week last week. He his hamstring still bugging him. He was limited in practice, but he did play last week and it's not like he reaggravated it. So, unless he did and we don't know about it yet, um he's probably going to play. Tyler Boyd got a concussion. He missed last week, so this is a good sign that he was limited this week. Uh, to start off his week. Leonard Fournette, his abdomen is bugging him. If Jones is in, I think Leonard Fournette's becomes a non-factor, but if Jones is out, he's not. They're both right now set to play, but with Bruce Arians, bitch of the year coach. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so, spin the wheel of running backs. Bruce Arians, DM me. I'll get you a trophy that says bitch of the year. Um, <laughs> Kiki Cootie. His foot is an issue right now. He played last week with the injury, so he should be fine. Michael Pittman got a concussion. Since he's practice, since he's practicing a limited basis, it means he's likely to play. Mm. Here's some people whose their status is up in the air, and I couldn't find if they were limited or anything like that. Kyler Murray claims he feels good, and he expects to start Week 17. That is huge considering the laundry list of injuries that the Rams have. Keenan Allen is likely out, so I would be looking at like a Jalen Guyton and Mike Williams, and then Tyler Johnson, I think. Or uh, Johnson, I think is his last name. I can't remember. Tyron Johnson. Tyron, Sorry, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, Tyron Johnson. Hmm. Um, those are the next three guys. Uh, Cole Beasley is week to week, and he's <gasps> likely out week seventeen. No. Oh my gosh, this is I'm just I'm devastated actually. Cam Akers oh is not officially ruled out yet. It's likely it leaves Malcolm Brown to be the starter. Um Bill Belichick did say that he imagines Cam Newton as the starter. I like to think of that like, like it came to him in a dream. It's like yeah, I I imagine it, but in reality, but it's also Belichick just being a dick to the media. Oh yeah, cuz he's pissed at this season. So, he's he, they were like, "Is Cam Newton the starter?" And he's like, "I imagine he is." Like he's just yeah, being the a, most like vague, like yeah. say say the answer but don't say an answer kind of thing. Yeah. 
Uh, let's go to the confirmed outs that I was able to find this week. Mike Davis is out. So if we're going running backs, Rodney Smith is next up. Trenton Cannon, who's a special teamer, is also up. And then I like to put Curtis Samuel in there because he got some looks. CMC also out. Not a surprise. Oh, what? Um, so Carolina's down to their third string running back slash Curtis Samuel lining up back there. Patrick Mahomes, like we thought, he's confirmed sitting. The doctor is on vacation. Yes. He's out of office. He's in like Turks and Caicos or somewhere. Just that leaves, relaxing. That leaves Chad Hennessy to start. Hey. hey he's 35. Right. He's going to be handing the ball off a lot. Oh, boy. 35. Yeah. Ooh. Jimmy Garoppolo is confirmed out. His season is over. Um it's the ankle. He never left IR. It was just kind of rumors that he could be back. I mean, George Kittle came back. I think just because George Kittle is a madman and he wanted to play. Here is something I think is relevant for fantasy next year. If the 49ers re- release Jimmy Garoppolo, they save $24.1 million in cap space next year. And they take a $2.8 million like cap hit for releasing him. Okay, that actually might be the move, because is he going to be your guy who gets you to a Super Bowl? Well, we all know pretty much um, Trevor Lawrence is going first. Right. But in mock drafts right now, we don't know where Justin Fields is going. Right. Well, I think he's now like between the 5 and 10 spot, I think, in like Todd McShay's list. So... He's in the top 10 in terms of draft picks, I believe, projected. But I don't think San Francisco is in that top 10. So there's some quarterbacks that they could possibly want to take a chance on if they felt like they were wanted to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, Sam Ellinger, like those are some names. It's an option. And they could probably have him fall to him. I'd be very surprised if they believed in Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard. Yeah, no, they clearly shouldn't. I mean, definitely not Mullins because he... like Nick Turnover Mullins? Yes. Yeah. So that's just something interesting you might want to look at next year Um, because are they going to... like Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling is like Alex Smith... On when Alex Smith was on the 49ers. Mm. And so it's like, do you can you win a Super Bowl with it? They I mean, went to a Super Bowl with it. They went to a Super Bowl, yeah. And then, and then you overthrew yeah. the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. Uh, it'll, 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 yeah. This will also be something that we'll be covering in the offseason. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be doing... Um, we'll be keeping up with stuff. Yeah, we'll let you guys know. Any big breaks, stuff like that. Uh, let's move on. Brandon Ayuk, his ankle injury, he's out. His season's done. He had a very good rookie season. He just, biggest worry for him is same as Debo Samuel. They can't stay healthy. That entire team this year, they were one of the biggest teams. Yeah. Cooper Cup tested positive for COVID. Josh Reynolds will move to wide receiver two on the team behind Robert Woods. So let's go through who's injured for the Rams in a game they must win to get in. Cooper Cup is uh-huh. now recovered, so kind of an injury. Cam Akers is likely out. Daryl Henderson is definitely out. Mm-hmm. That was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Goff is definitely out. Right. And the thing is, if they happen to manage to be able to get into playoffs, are any of them going to be ready to play? Jared Goff should be back. Okay, so that's one. That's a quarterback who's been iffy this season. And Cam then, Akers, I mean, he's he's questionable this week. Okay. And unless you're the Bengals and the Panthers, usually you're not questionable for three or four weeks. So um, I don't think they're going to be teasing like, oh, Cam Akers might play this week. No, Never yeah. mind. Did, and then they just keep doing that. Yeah, Sean McVay doesn't play those games. Yeah. So um, it really just depends on this week. And I think they're going to need a lot of help from their defense, which is good enough to do it. 
Yes. They're like, but I when I say help, I mean like not just stops. I mean they like need touchdowns. The defense needs to score. Yeah, and they also kind of really need Kyler Murray not to play. He's he's no, he play, will. His, yeah, no, he's no, no, going to no. play. Um, if he can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamichael Perrine, 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 Perrine. Whatever. Uh, he tested positive for COVID. No. So uh, it's Ty Johnson is the next yes. one up because Frank Gore is out. His season's With a over. Lung concussion. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Frank Gore. Frank Gore's career might be done. Yeah, he he can ride off into the sunset though. Like he can ride off into the sunset on a two and fourteen team. What I mean, what I mean by riding team? off into the sunset is I mean gently trying to distance himself in the sunset from the Jets. Is quietly Frank, walking off stage from the Jets. You think Frank Gore, um, if he retires, he signs that one-day contract with the 49ers to retire a Niner? I don't see why he wouldn't. It seems like the thing to do. Well, was know, he a big enough name for him? Maybe. Okay. Next one. Big, big, big one Sad for, um, for fantasy if you're playing. Dalvin Cook. Personal reasons yeah, is, is out. Sad. I believe it was because his dad died. His dad did die at a very. His dad was only forty six. Oh, yes. tragic. So he's definitely out. Um, yeah. his season's over. Condolences to his family. Yes, it's terrible. Terrible for him. You can't be mad at him for not playing this game. No. Alexander Mattinson should be the starter. Alexander Mattinson is still on the, um. Injure, like injury report. Oh, okay. He probably is going to play. Uh, that's what who, it's looking. I don't even know who else they have at running back. Like, you so, haven't heard any other name, I don't think, or unless there's yeah. like one or two plays here and there. Yeah, but if Alexander Mattinson's in, he's going against the Lions. It's a very good matchup for him. Uh, James Robinson, he's confirmed out. Okay. He had the most yards as an undrafted rookie. Uh, ever oh, in NFL history. Nice. So that's great. He was really an amazing player this year. He won our uh, waiver wire. Mm-hmm. The, the Peyton, Peyton Hillis Award. Hillis Award. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kyle Rudolph is out. He's been out since week 13. I think they just now put him on IR. IR. Good job. Because, I mean, it's a technicality Vikings. at this point, but bring up a practice squad guy and yeah. see what he can do. Uh, Daryl Henderson, we already said. Big Ben is resting. He's not injured. He's just resting. He is old. Yeah. Um, Mason Rudolph will start, and that means Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. Round two, baby. Let's see what happens. Oh, boy. Quack, quack, motherfucker. So, um, one, I believe Miles Garrett. I think Mason Rudolph dropped the, the N-word on him. That's just my personal take. Okay. Um, Mike, Interesting. Given, or, I mean, I know, I'd like, they don't have anything. They're not going to lose anything because they're guaranteed to make playoffs, but it's interesting given that the Cleveland Browns need to win. And the Steelers, well, I think the Steelers are just playing the game because they know that the Bills will win. They, they're figuring the Bills are going to win. And if the Bills win, they get the third seed no matter what. Right. Um. So they're just like, okay, the Bills, cool, whatever, doesn't matter. Um. They've seen how much fun they're having. Yeah. So like, why can't we have that? So they're just betting on. They're not trying to play that game where they have to have three things go right for them to be like, okay, fine, well. No. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. They're they're doing all this stuff. So they're just like, we'll just take the third seed. We'll be happy with it, even though they should have been like. At least the two seed. I just the the point I'm making is I just think it's interesting because it gives the Browns more of a chance to win. No, my, Mason Rudolph, light him up. Damn. Um, Mike Lennon will start. Uh, Mike for the Jags. Mm. He has lost every single game as a starter. That's like supposed to be a gotcha statistic, but in reality, they won the first game and they've lost every game after that. So it's not like, hey, gotcha. Like, oh, he's really bad. No. Um, they do have consistent. The, yeah, they do have the number one pick overall, um, guaranteed locked up because of tiebreaker with the Jets. So even if the Jets lose this week and they and the Jags win, they still have it. The Jets hate their fans. So there's actually no reason for the Jags to perform badly. Like it is actually yeah. in their better interest to try to win this next game. It's against Indianapolis. It's against Indianapolis. It's their only win this year was game one against Indianapolis. What a wild way 
to start and end the season. Yes. And just brutal for Indianapolis. They sweep Indianapolis in the division this year, and then they go 0-14 against everyone else. What a, like, story kind of thing. That is a bookend if I ever saw and, one. And they prevent Indianapolis directly from going to the playoffs. So, um, I mean, personally, they there's a reason to not start James Robinson. You don't want to make his injury he's, worse. He's your future. He's, yeah. Um, but there's absolutely zero reason for them to go out and try to lose this game. Like, I don't... Like, there's very few teams here that can try to lose and get a... Like, Detroit can try to lose and they'll get a better draft pick. But everybody else pretty much just go win. Like, go win this game. Even for, if, even if it's just for pride. It so, makes it a lot more interesting. Yeah, might as well. Just show out, see what you can do, throw some wild stuff in there, be fun with the playbook. Although I do want the Colts to win. I think it would just be funny if the Jags won. I, I No, it's, I, I, I agree. It's very interesting. For like, the comedy. For my storyteller brain, and like they have a comedy aspect, it's the most interesting outcome. Oh, it's hilarious, yeah. Um, I have been reading rumors that it's possible the Bills sit their starters. There's no, I mean, there's, I don't think there's a reason not to, but I, I also feel like they're probably in a position to be like, not necessarily why would we do that, but like they're having fun. And so they seem like they're really, really enjoying the game itself right now. And it's, it's, they don't have to worry about, you know, oh, we need to make the playoffs or not. No, they're in the playoffs and they just have really great camaraderie. And so. I think they want to probably try and keep that momentum going. So I could see them make playing like getting on the field out of all the teams that have really locked up playoffs. They seem like the team where I can see them still playing all their starters. Yeah. Well, they've locked the playoffs, but it's between them and the Steelers for that second and third seed. So, I mean, this year, the second seed isn't as important. No, but you still you still get two home playoff games if you win. If you win, you get two home playoff games. That's a, that's a good point, actually. You don't get the rest, but you get the um, at minimum. By the way, no, so, yeah, like, no, that's if, actually a really good point. Yeah, and it's possible three if you win. If you win, and then the Chiefs lose the divisional, you automatically get home field advantage right there. If you win your games, obviously, if you win, so that is the benefit. Um, meanwhile, the third seed gets that wild card, and then assuming all the top seeds win, they uh, immediately have to go to the two seed. So that's that's literally the only thing. That's the reason why you still actually want to fight for it. If you're okay. like the fifth seed and you can drop to the sixth seed, it doesn't matter because at that point it's just who you're playing. It's just matchup. It's not right. It's not where you're playing. Like no matter what, you're going away. So regardless, I think they're going to play their starters just the the way they've been playing. I think they're a young enough team to where uh, they won't benefit from resting. They'll they'll need to keep their momentum going. Exactly. So that's pretty much all the news I have. Um, Check our Twitter. We'll update on any big stuff coming in later during this week. Yeah, all the games are on Sunday, so it's not like they're intermittent. So we just said some big players right now that are out um you know like patty mahomes brandon Ayuk was doing well uh dalvin cook james robinson um technically it's not confirmed but it's most likely that the rest of the big key starters for the chiefs are gonna sit so let's get into some streaming options me and keone each came up with two we didn't discuss who we had so we could have some overlap um, but otherwise, let me go first. QB, my first one is Kirk Cousins. He's versus Detroit. He's 41.2% owned. County's looking at me like I think he has Kirk Cousins too. I also have Kirk Cousins okay. just because so, of the matchup. It, yeah, it's Detroit. It also helps Dalvin Cook has been out. Kirk Cousins has been a very solid streaming option this year that we've seen. This game does mean nothing. Both teams are out. Um, but kind of like we said, the... The Lions can lose and get better draft position. The, like, you, how do I put it? Kirk Cousins, 
still has doubters. He finally like won his first primetime game <laughs> this Hooray. year. Um, oh yeah, he was like zero and nine beforehand. I think. Yeah, in like Monday night games. Mm-hmm. So, ball out. What's the point of not balling out right now? Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. And also, I mean, I know it's due to really unfortunate circumstances, but he doesn't have Dalvin Cook, so there's not really yeah. that running game. Yeah. So just pass the this, ball. This is a time where I think Justin Jefferson's also going to do really well. Pad his stats. Exactly. Just get that man the ball. Um, throw the ball. Like, uh, draw plays in the sand. Who cares? Here we. Here's here's what the Minnesota Vikings can play for this week. Try your last ditch effort to get Justin Jefferson that offensive rookie of the year. Just try. Yeah. Might as well. So the game has no – the only outcome that it can change is draft order, and so it doesn't matter. I mean, I watch Red Zone on Sundays. I don't even think they're really going to be showing this game unless there's a score. Like, they will only show the touchdowns because they, they have to. After that, they're going to be like, no, this game has no relevance here. Yeah, they're going to be part of the, the octobox at the beginning. And then <laughs> they'd got to try to kick off first so they yeah. can be on the TV first. And yeah, that's and it. They'll, they'll probably mention Dalvin cook and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you have anything else to add about Kirk cousins? Cause you also had him. Uh, no, I just had that thing about him needing to pass or him passing more than they'll be running. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go with your second guy. My second guy is, uh, is going to be, and as, as much as I hate to say it, it is Andy Dalton. The Red Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as I, I said. The um, Red Rifle. <laughs> he goes against um, a Giants team that is pretty vulnerable, just in general. I, I know their defense played like two good games in a row and then hasn't played very well since. And the Cowboys need to win this game to make it to playoffs. They also have to have the Washington lose, but if they win if they don't win, they're they're out. Um and he has had multiple touchdown games in the past 4 weeks, going like I think 2-2-2 and 3. And he's had over 300 yards in this past game. So and that was against Philadelphia, another NFC East opponent. So it's a possibility and that would be those are pretty good numbers. And he's only owned in five point three percent of leagues. Yeah, that means he's he, go get him. He's there. My favorite scenario: what I want to happen. Okay, the Washington football team plays the Eagles. I want the Eagles to win. That way, Washington is six and ten. The Cowboys play the Giants. The Cowboys are six and nine. The Giants are five. And 10 right now. If the Giants win. They're in. If the Giants win. I, I'm i not 100% on the scenario. But a 6-10 NFL team hosts a playoff game. And then the NFL truly has to take a look at how they're doing playoffs. Because in the AFC. Okay, but the, if, if, it's, if the Washington t- team loses and the Cowboys lose. Then Giants, the Giants have that three-way tiebreaker. Yes, I know. Oh, okay, but the I, six and ten. I'm just part. saying it doesn't. It, regardless, they're all three or six and ten. So the Giants win the tiebreaker apparently. Mm, so you, they get in, and they have to. The NFL has to explain to people who don't really watch the NFL why a six and ten NFL team gets a home playoff game. Meanwhile, in the AFC, one. At minimum, 10 and 6 team will not make the playoffs. Right now, that's the Colts if everything falls the way it is. so It's either the Colts or the Titans. So yeah. It's Colts, Browns, oh, Browns are well. Ravens, Dolphins, Titans are all 10 and 5 right now. If they all somehow lose, they'll all be 10 and 6, and one of those teams will not get in. Meanwhile, an NFC East team gets in at 6 and 10. And I would just love that. Has that ever happened? I know seven the and nine wor- teams Yeah, have seven been. and nine is the worst. So, and that was like the Seahawks, and they beat the Saints because the Saints are terrible the, in the The Aints. Yeah. Yeah, go, you know what? NFC East, set records. We believe in you. <laughs> set the record. Um, 
My second option is Big Phil, Philip mm. Rivers. He's going against Jacksonville. Um, like I said earlier, Jacksonville wants to play spoiler. So they're actually going to be playing. I imagine that they'll play really well um, as best as they can. And that actually kind of works better. I want it to be a shootout. I want Big Phil to have to throw it. He's owned only in 15, 15.2% of leagues. They need to win to make playoffs. Like at The first step they have to do is win. After that, they need some other stuff to go right for him. So, I'm I like... I'm looking at like who's under the most stress. Big Phil's under the most stress. He's got to do it. Yeah, it, the pretty much the entirety of his career has built to this point. <laughs> Almost, you can put it in that big of a macro space. Big Phil, as of late though, has been a lock for like 250 yards and two TDs. His last six games, he's averaging 268 yards a game with 12 TDs over those six games. Literally two TDs a game, like. You look at it, he had three one week and one another week, but the rest of them are two, 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 and only three interceptions. That, that is, that's pretty good, yeah. He's he, been playing solid. He has a good coach. Like They they know they know how to how to work it. Yes. So um, those are our three streaming options. I think we both agree that Kirk Cousins is the one you want to go target. It's, it's the safest bet, I think. Yeah, he's 41.2% owned. Um, my biggest worry is that you just won't even be able to see his game if you really want to watch how he's doing. Um, let's move on to running backs. So this one kind of falls in line. What I've noticed too here is we're going to be, I'm going to be favor, favoring Vikings based on matchup and stuff. So that leads me to Alexander Mattinson. He's 23.4% owned. He's facing Detroit. Cook is out. Madison's the lead back. He's very solid backup. He needs to clear concussion protocol, but since he was limited in practice, it looks like he will. Um, and once again, he's the backup. He either needs to prove that he can go somewhere else and get become the starter, or he needs to prove that he can stay on the team. Because if... Like, he, like, yeah, this is, do you remember Michael Turner? This is just an example since we are from San Diego that okay. I know Michael Turner, when he was LaDainian Tomlinson's backup, like everyone saw he'd come in and he'd like get like seven carries just because LT would be like resting and he would get like 50 yards and they were like, this Michael Turner dude's really good. But it was like, but you're not going to start him over LT. So then they finally were like, he demanded more money and they're like, no. So they got rid of him, and he went and got a, a good contract with Atlanta, and then he rushed for like 1,300 yards the first year. That's kind of, I think, Matt, Matt, Matt Tinson's game plan. Show that you can get it done, and that way you can demand more money and go somewhere else and get it. The, yeah, that's that's another thing about this week. That is the week a lot of players need to do that. Like yeah. either it's the end of your contract year, or, you know, or yeah, you're going to be ne- renegotiating or you're looking for to, you know, basically improve your stock. Also, maybe if the person ahead of you is not super solid, maybe bumping them out the way, maybe at least churning next year into that, well, look how well he did. Maybe we should at least go to running back by committee. Yeah, share more carries. More work. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Alexander Mattinson, I don't think he's going to steal carries from Cook, but I think he can perform to where he, he wants to be that trade bait mm-hmm. so that's my guy so um i have two guys like we both we both have two guys um my two guys have something in common like uh and you'll see what that is but my first guy is going to be malcolm brown of the los angeles rams and he is owned in 29.7 percent of leagues probably be because cam Akers is most likely out, and Daryl Henderson is definitely out. So he seems like, out of those three guys, probably the only guy who's going to be playing, which makes him a decent option, especially in a game where they need to win and they do not have their starting quarterback in, so they're going to be more likely to run the ball, at least to set momentum. They're going to... They're going to try and run the ball to set the pace and set the tone and try and, you know, shove it down Arizona's throat. 
and without anybody there, he's the only option. That's the biggest thing. Is he's the only option. Potent, like if especially yeah, if Cam Akers doesn't play, he's the only option. Yeah, he's not only that. He's it's possible for him to not get a lot of yards just because I think he's not the best running back there. And so he could just not do super well in the yardage, but he is going to be getting the goal line carries. Yeah. Cause who, what, who was who the backup quarterback who I forgot his name already from Tuesday. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not going to be running the ball in. I don't think so. So, um, Who's your second guy? Again? Oh, my second guy was Ty Johnson. So yeah. again, Frank Gore, uh, like Hasta La Vista, baby. You're like John Wayne and the Searchers, just walking off, or Shane, or whenever one of those guys. Um, and P. Ryan, not gonna play. So that leaves Ty Johnson, who has done pretty well. Like in the one, and he's also five percent or five point seven percent owned. So in the one game where pretty much he was the lone back. He got over 100 yards and a touchdown. So that is the same scenario this time. And I mean, it's a little different because he's going against New England. But I feel like Bill Belichick and New England are a little bit defeated right now at this point in the season. Um, And I I know you should never underestimate Bill Belichick. But the Jets are playing pretty well right now, despite them being the Jets. That's such a weird thing to say. I know. Um they're gonna two game win streak yeah <laughs> look to make it three you know why not yeah cam cam newton fuck around see what happens yeah cam newton can't get it done so they they get be gonna put uh i remember after like stidham in there i remember after like week two they were like cam newton is the future how did how did 30 other teams pass up this guy we saw it over the season. And it's like, wow, okay, never mind. Yeah, they should have finished the first, first season out of the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like I like Ty Johnson. I like that one. I really do. I kind of looked over him. I forgot about him. Um, my second guy was Daryl Williams, the Chiefs running back, versus the Chargers, 3.5% rostered. He outtouched Le'Veon Bell last week. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is most li- is most likely out. He's not confirmed. Le'Veon Bell is shaken up. He could be out. The Chiefs in general do not need to win this game. Um, they're gonna, you know, they're starting Chad Henney. They're probably not starting Tyreek Hill. They're probably not starting Travis Kelsey. They're doing a lot of just backups, and so that leaves Darrell Williams. And in a backfield, like we were talking earlier, in a backfield that's this crowded with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Le'Veon Bell, Daryl Williams, and then also the one who opted out this at the beginning of the year, Damian Williams, somebody's got to go. So Daryl Williams got to prove himself. Mm. He's got to prove like, look, hey, Damian Williams opted out. Well, that means he opted out of the team. Yeah. And goodbye. So fair enough, yeah. You know, keep his roster spot. He's got to he's got to show up or you know leave. Essentially, the Chargers have let the seventh most yards per carry to running backs, and I mean, let's be honest, it's a game that is in the Chargers' hands. It's theirs for the taking. But I don't even think that if the Chargers are like down, or sorry, if the Chiefs are like down big, that they're going to abandon the run. I mean, at this point, at this point, showing up for the game is a formality. Yeah, it's it's a game where the Chargers can be like, "Hey, we 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 beat we beat the Chiefs. We we beat them. Yeah, we, we were, finally beat the Chiefs. Yeah, like, ignore ignore the uh, we, information about it." We almost beat him earlier in the season, but we were so close. But, hey, we got him this time. So that's just my thing is, like, even Andy Reid, I think his goal will be to just get, like, just run the clock out. If we have the ball, we are trying to just finish the game. We don't care what the score is. It literally does not matter. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to get fancy this game. He's, like, there's no reason to because, one, don't give away your hand, and, two, like, you're saving those plays. If anything, he's going to – If 
anything instead of being fancy, he's going to be fake fancy. If you know what I yes, mean. Yes, yeah. He's going like, to throw a play in there that they're never actually going to run, but that way the other teams have film on it, and they're like, we have to be prepared that, for this double reverse flea flicker. Yeah, that's that's actually the like chess playing master that Andy Reid is yeah. in terms of play in like play design. And then it's just like, oh wow, they could, you know. Hand it off to Tyreek Hill, who then throws it back to Patrick Mahomes, who then throws it to Miko Hardman or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, they could do that. Like, And then when Chad Henney fails, they're like, but with Patty Mahomes, will that fail? No. So those are the two running backs. Um, do you want to start off with your wide receivers? Sure. So I'll, um, I mean, since we're on the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs right now, I will go with one of their wide receivers that potentially has a chance to play now that others are not there. I will go with Demarcus Robinson, who is I like that one. 1.9% owned. Yeah. Um, like we said, the chiefs have no reason to play any of their guys and they're all pretty young. So it's, I mean, like, yeah, they don't necessarily like momentum is good, but they're a good enough team to where they can probably pick up any week and just be fine. Like, so they don't need to worry about resting, I don't think. No. And, yeah, he's just going to, he's one of those guys that you never really hear because of all the other guys. And. Yeah, he's the fourth wide receiver on the list. Tyreek, Sammy, Meikle, Demarcus. Yeah. So he'll be probably moving into wide receiver two, two on that mm-hmm. team. Behind Meikle. Which Mikul, by the way, is twenty three point two percent owned. That's a another solid one right there. It's just dependent on how well Chad Henney does. Yeah, I mean he can get the ball, so that, that that's why it's an option. You know, yeah. I don't never. Leave yeah, might as well. Each, maybe he catches a touchdown. If you're yeah, you're playing week seventeen, so you know whatever. Um, real quick, off topic a, a bit. Opinion. I've seen people where they have the championship be two weeks it's week 16 and week 17 how do you feel about that if your championship is just week 17 i think you take a lot of skill out of it because like i'm sorry it's not a negative thing that you had tyreek and patrick mahomes and now they're probably not playing and it's like you're gonna lose your championship because your team did really well i'm also specifically not drafting for week 17 because the whole point is a lot of teams like don't play their players, yeah. Um, and so I mean, I I understand, I, I I get it because it's like cumulative, so it's not like somebody won a random like got a really good week, you know, which can happen in fantasy. But that's also kind of the point of fantasy. It's sort of to mimic the one game aspect of football. Yeah, a little bit. So it's like I'm sorry, my team went off this week and yours didn't. Yeah. But that just can happen any week. Part of it is luck. I mean, in one of my leagues, the number one and the number two seeds overall lost in the semifinals. It was a three yeah, versus five that's, championship. That's right. Yeah. Five won the championship. So yeah. it was great. And even Loved like it. even undefeated teams can lose in their championship. Like JJ. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Let's get back to it. Um, I have Jalen Guyton. Mm. He is the Chargers wide receiver. He's the big deep threat for Justin Herbert and in the same vein of Justin Jefferson, why not just let Justin Herbert just hey go out, throw the ball 60 times. What's it going to hurt? Let's see what happens. Let's, let's literally just give Justin Herbert the play sheet and just let Justin call every play. Just see, like, they're not going to the playoffs. They're not, they're six and nine right now, I think. So they're not getting, like, a top draft pick. I think, I think they're, like, almost, like, directly in the middle. Yeah, about. If, like, like in, right? or any, I think between 10 and 15 is their spot. Is what so it's, gonna be. it's not like they're having a, it's great. They're getting. They're also going to get rid of a lot of coaches, probably. Yeah, so it's just kind of like. Justin Herbert go out there like literally here is like coaches don't even show up (laughs) give have one coach show up to have to hold the challenge flag and call timeouts and it's just like let's let's see what Justin Herbert does let's see how he throws throw deep like Mm. you throw six interceptions nobody's mad at you 
the only thing that you're going to affect is your your uh, rookie of the year trophy. So I think that Jalen Guyton will have a big game because it's also against the Chiefs who are not starting anybody. Mm. Um, the only big thing is the secondary people in the Chiefs are going to have to like you know like we said step up to try to keep on the team. The other one on that team is Tyron Johnson. Yeah. He he's another guy that can get targets. Mike Williams might get targets. Um since Keenan Allen is probably out. So that's just who I like. And he's two point seven percent on. He's easy to go get. Yeah, I think with that uh was it like fifty something yard bomb to help them pretty much win against the uh, the uh mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Raiders, I think it was. Yeah. It, that like probably helped really tighten that relationship yeah um okay so my guy is um sort of a stack on an earlier pick and we talked about him before Mm -hmm. um zach pascal he is 2.1 percent owned yeah he has three touchdowns in the past two weeks and he seems like the current receiver that philip rivers is throwing to the colts and big phil we have had they are the most streaky team that we've seen. I mean, in the very beginning of the season, it was like Mo Alley Cox, uh, ja- yeah. like Jack Doyle went down, and we were like, Mo Alley Cox is the man getting it done. What I've realized is like you have three to four weeks max and of, a, then, of a particular wide receiver, and on that then team. you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Naheem Hines was even there. Um, so it's like, okay, just who who is it this week? Yeah. And Zach Pascal's the new guy, so that's a good one to pick up. Yeah. Um, and Jacksonville. They face Jacksonville. Yeah, that's the big one. Mine is actually not a great matchup. It's Lavishka Schnolt. He's versus Indy. He's the Jacksonville wide receiver. Mike Glennon seems to like this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 11.7% rostered. In the last three weeks, he's had five catches each. Um, DJ Chark could be out. It makes Lavishka probably the number one. This is just a game to spoil. Spoil Indianapolis's hopes. Yeah. Um, Lavishka could see some deep catches. He could just get that work in and see how good he is for when Trevor Lawrence comes in next yeah, year. I've Make him secure secure his spot as the wide receiver too. Yeah, you, I've heard his name. You know, over the past, like it's you. He seems to be getting touchdowns or like a few touchdowns in the past few weeks. I think. So on a team that doesn't score a lot. Exactly. Like, yeah. and I know some of them might be circus catches or deep balls where he broke coverage or something like that, or, or a defender, you know, broke his coverage or messed Whatever. up or something, but yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter. He, he gets points. So yeah, it's, it's an option. So if Trevor Lawrence performs like, um, I want to say, I kind of want to say like the new stand, like the new rookie standard is Justin Herbert. Okay. Unless you truly count Patrick Mahomes. Isn't it his like third season? Now, well, or? Patrick Mahomes didn't play his first year. He played week 17 his first year. Okay. And then his second year in the NFL, he won the MVP and threw 5,000 yards and, and like all, right. the, all those touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like, is that considered the first year? But whatever. If Justin Herbert is, the, is what you want from a rookie quarterback, because, I mean, he was – flashes of brilliance if trevor lawrence can do that dj shark lavisca chanel and james robinson that defense is or that offense is now a very solid one mm-hmm. and they're a team to look at to win five games because in reality he's still a rookie he's still going to make the mistakes and i the defense is not that good yeah Her- herbert is a little bit of a an anomaly so i mean but trevor lawrence has been people have been scouting Trevor Lawrence since he was out of high school. If the NFL allowed it, Trevor Lawrence could have been the first high school player to immediately go to the NFL. Mm. So and LeBron, yes, the LeBron, but looks like sunshine. Yes, that's the strong right. side. Do you have any other tight ends? Or sorry, uh, wide receivers? Any just casual mentions? No. Okay. No, I couldn't find any. Uh, like nice Freudian slip. Yeah, let's go to the tight ends. <laughs> first one I have another. Viking, Irv Smith Jr. Mm. at Detroit, 9.2% rostered. The man's just getting it done lately. He had two touchdowns last week. He's getting the targets, and regardless of the situation, I would say stream him 
if he was doing this like week 10, I'd say stream him. Like he's he's doing good enough. He's got to be on the radar. Um, him and Thielen are that like red zone threat. Dalvin Cook is out, so they might be looking to pass the ball more when they get closer to the end zone. Um, and this is just a guy that is big, and he's able to kind of sit in the middle of the field and catch what comes to him. Yeah, he just seems to be open. Like, he, he gets a lot of balls that you wouldn't think he, he gets. They, like, forget about him. Exactly. Yeah, it's weird because like, it's forgets like, about him. okay, we got Thielen and we got Jefferson, and then it's like, oh, no, we forgot about Smith. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's that sneaky option. So, um, but he, he, he is, I haven't, he is one of my guys. So, cause there's not very many tight ends to, to stream at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who do you have for tight ends? Hey. Oh, you did. Oh, you said you had Irv Smith. I forgot. Oh yeah. 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 So my other guy is, Jim is Jim Okay. Um, he is 33.1% owned and he also, just like Irv Smith, had two touchdowns in this past game. And he is a definite red zone threat for Mitchell Trubisky. And they are a team that needs to win to make playoffs. And I think it would be really disappointing for them if they don't do well. And I think getting Jimmy Graham involved in the game is going to be an uh, an important aspect in them for that team if they do want to win. And I think it would just be disappointing if they don't win because they are a really exciting team to watch. And I think kind of an underdog going into playoffs because they're a team that everybody pretty much forgot about during the middle of the season, rightfully so, since they lost like six games in a row. Yeah, amazingly. They were like 5-1 and one to start. And then now they're making this late season surge, which is the right time to get really, really hot. And they're playing really, really good football, like out of their mind levels of football. So it should be I I kind of want them they're my NFC version of the Colts. I want them to make playoffs. So to me they also have the hardest road to the playoffs. They have to face the Packers. Y- yeah, they have to face the number 1 seed, the current number 1 seed to get into playoffs. However, I think out of the teams that are in the N- NFC, I think they potentially have the best chance going against the Packers. Not necessarily they'll Fair. beat the Packers, but they have the best chance, I think. Fair. Fair. Because, I mean, like, just looking at everybody else um, that needs to play. Into, first of all, the teams that have a playoff spot already, besides the Packers, the Saints play the Panthers, Cupcake. Mm. The Seahawks play the 49ers. Seahawks never have played a normal game in my life that I've ever seen, so that's a weird one. Bucks play the Falcons. That's a joke. Washington plays in the NFC East, so that's a joke. Uh, the Rams play the Cardinals. That's a hard one. And then who's in the AFC? Chiefs, Bills, Steelers don't matter, but the Titans play the Texans. That's Cupcake. Bills play, or the Dolphins play the Bills hard. Ravens play the Bengals. And the Browns play the Steelers. I still, th- like, right there is still... Chicago has the hardest one to me. Yes, it's this is their true test of like, do you deserve to be in the playoffs? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'm enjoy. I'm really looking forward to Sunday because all the games are Sunday. Yes, too. and also I think Green Bay still needs to win because to s- secure that number one spot. If Green Bay wins, they get the number one seed, mm-hmm. like no matter what. So there is something for them to play for as well. Yeah. Uh, my next tight end I have is Dalton Schultz. He okay. is the Cowboys tight end. This will be a good stack with Andy Dalton. He is at New New York Giants, twenty four point three percent rostered. He's just consistently getting three to five catches a game. He just needs to score. Mm. Um, does he? Ha- yeah, he needs to score. I mean, to- sorry, does he score though? Occasionally, this is not one of the ones I'm looking forward to, but requirements that we have to say that they can be a streamer is they have to be owned less than 50%. Yeah, sorry, so, sorry, Eric Ebron. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are owned just above that mark that are like, ooh, better options, but in reality, they're probably not available. Mm. Dalton Schultz is available. Irv Smith Jr. is available. Jimmy Graham is probably available. So, like, these are guys that you can go grab. 
Um, so I don't want to give you advice being like, oh, go grab this guy. He's 60%. And it's like, mm, you don't have that big of a chance of getting him. So Dalton Schultz is another one of those guys that just can go off. He can be that one random guy that steps up and really pushes his team to make the playoffs. So did you have anybody else? Uh, not in terms of streamers, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Like just a starter? Like start this person? Yeah. When we were first doing this, Ian was like, okay, pick some streamers. I'm like, okay, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Derek, Derek Henry. No, under 50% rostered, my man. We have to give ourselves some sort of challenge. All right. And then here's the last thing we're going to talk about. It's the big one. Me and Keone each came up with our way too early sleeper of next year. Just one guy. We may or may not have facts to support it. We may just say their name and be like, yeah, no, he's going to do good. So me or you first, Keone. Um, I don't know who's yours. who yours is. Or at yeah. least I don't remember. Yeah, because so. yeah, I'm picking a deep sleeper, my man. Well, I mean, so, so you go first then. Okay, well, fine. All right. I don't think that mine doesn't necessarily make sense. I think mine does make sense, given off. So uh, what we, or at least what my interpretation of the term sleeper was, is that they might not, or based off their performance this year, you're not expecting them to be drafted very high in next year's draft, but expect them to give you a lot of value based off that draft pick. So, given that, my way too early sleeper for the 2021 season of football is DJ Chark the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver. And the, the reason I say this has multiple reasons. One, I think this season was a little bit of a disappointment. He, the 1-14 in 14 team had a disappointing year. I know, surprising. Um, he had a bunch of different quarterbacks play, and none of them really connected with him, and or the quarterback that eh. I guess had the biggest connection with him didn't really play very much. And so that's a conspiracy. That's your yeah Gardner Minshew um, conspiracy. And so I think he's a really good player on a team that, and in in a year that didn't really give him a chance to show how good he can be. And also I think he was injured a few times throughout the year, so that's another thing where it's like a tough break. And I think it was just he suffered from the year that was twenty twenty. However. The uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have a um a little uh trick up their sleeve coming into uh next year. Thanks to uh the Jets, they have the um the number one draft pick. And uh, who is who is expected to be uh the, the number the number one draft pick? Trevor Lawrence. That is correct. Yeah, DJ Chark's also the most talented wide receiver on that team. I think. Yes. I think he would. He's like one of those guys. If you place him on another team, it's like, oh, where has this guy been? I don't know if he'd be the level of like Stephon Diggs, how has played in Buffalo, but I think he'd still be a, like a really good player on another team. But I think if Trevor Lawrence comes to that team and can connect with DJ Chark, I think that can be pretty exciting and do pretty well for him next year. And I also don't think people are going to draft him that high, given his performance this season. Because you know going into the draft, people, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, look at the stats from last year. And it's like, oh, DJ Chark only had like 50 to 60 points. I don't know the exact number. I'm just guessing how many points he has. But not very good fantasy points for a wide receiver. So it's like, oh, I'm going to pick him maybe towards the end of the draft if I, you know, if I, whatever, if I, yeah. whatever. But I think, you know... Somebody might be like in the back of their head and be like, oh, maybe I'm going to get that Trevor Lawrence slash DJ Chark connection in the draft. I mean, personally, and, I've I've liked DJ Chark. I know JJ had him as like one of his sleepers. At the no, I, of the year. I, I do as well. He was on my team for uh, a, a lot of times was on the bench. So that's why it's pretty been pretty disappointing. But I think if he gets a solid quarterback that connects with him, he can show how what a good wide receiver he is. Fair. I like DJ Chark. I think his sleeperness will be from 
where he'll be drafted next year is like flex to yes. like streaming flex. Like you, or let me say that. Let me rephrase that. Somebody that you have on your bench that you can throw into flex based on matchup to wide receiver two. Yes. Uh, I, that's why I'm saying like his performance this year, I think lends to people drafting him later in the draft next year. Yeah. All right. Would you like to hear my streamer I, I or my sleeper? I mean, I, well, I don't know. I'm good. Okay. We can, we That'll can do it for us, guy. <laughs> um, mine is Darnell Mooney. He is a Chicago wide receiver. Yeah, okay. He is a rookie this year. He is the number two wide receiver based on stats. He had the second most yards. He had the third most touchdowns behind, obviously, Allen Robinson. And then Jimmy Graham had most... The second most receptions, like less than half of Allen Robinson. Okay. Um, but this man suffered from Nick Foles. Uh, you mean go- Nick Foley? Yeah. Going back and watching some of these games, Darnell Mooney was cooking. And then the ball would go 10 yards over his head. Oh. Absolutely embarrassing some of these cornerbacks. Just completely destroying them, breaking their ankles, taking them, and then he just wouldn't get the ball. And there were times where he would just absolutely obliterate a guy and he would never get looked at. And it was just a shame. It was an absolute shame because, I mean, Allen Robinson is there. He is the guy. Maybe Mitchell Trubisky finally got bullied into being the quarterback that he needs to be. Um, maybe he takes this off season of everybody doing that meme where real pictures that you think are fake and it's him in the pro bowl. (laughs) (laughs) So like maybe he gets bullied and like to an even better quarterback. Maybe they finally give up and find somebody else in the draft. Maybe whatever it is. Cause yeah, his contract is up this year. Darnell Mooney to me has the talent and like I said, I went for a really deep sleeper. I don't even think this guy is on people's radars unless he has a great training camp next year. So that's who I'm looking at. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people if he can just catch the ball because if it can get to him, not even that he's dropping the ball, he's doing really nothing wrong. He's just getting overthrown. And like, go back and look at it. He is cooking fools. Hmm. So... That's my big sleeper. Nice. I think there's some similarities between those two picks, um, both in terms of like a lot of it is on their quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think DJ Chark, if you want him, you'll need to go draft him. Um, yeah. No, probably no, no, no. a little earlier than other people would say, but you can be like, yeah, because mm, he is no. a name that's known. <clears throat> yeah. Unlike, I think Darnell Mooney, yeah. you can go and kind of be like just last pick in your draft, be like mm, Darnell Mooney. And then people will be like, what? Okay, mm. cool. You're like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Any other, off the top of your head, another sleeper you can think of? Um, Five, four, three, two, one. Jim. Uh, Carson Wentz. When he gets traded. Wild. But, mm, Carson Wentz is backup. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets traded to another team. Yeah. Watch. Okay. Watch the Eagles trade. Trade the Bears. They give him Carson Wentz. Nick Foles is now his backup. Mitchell Trubisky's gone. Carson Wentz lo- does amazing for this team. Gets injured week 14, week 13. Nick Foles takes, his, takes the Bears team to the playoffs. Oh, my God. Carson Wentz must have made a really bad deal with the devil in like a previous life. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> All this happens. <sighs> Rough. All right, I, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's gonna be it for the uh, fantasy daydreamers uh, 2020 season. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions during the off season, go ahead and email us. We will. Uh, We'll get back to you. Tweet at us at FF Daydreamers. Talk to us on Instagram at Fantasy Daydreamers. Slide in those DMs. Yeah, essentially slide into the DMs. Uh, If you still leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll 
I don't know, message you back. We'll find a way. We'll tweet out an answer if you have a question for us. Um, we're still here. We'll probably, we're probably going to take some time off. I know I don't do daily fantasy during the playoffs because while it does require luck always, it requires too much luck in the playoffs. So, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a happy and safe new year. Look out for some new podcasts coming your way. We already know at least one, me and Keone here, are going to be doing uh, podcasts about actors and how they have transformed over the years. So look out for that. Um, stay dreaming, guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, stay stay safe. Don't, don't drink and drive or indulge. Don't drive. There's still yeah. a pandemic. Oh, Just don't true. leave your house. Well. Yeah, but specifically also don't drink and drive because that's, that's bad. That's just bad in general. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you from the bottom of our hearts and they'll give you a big hug in the stage dreaming. I love you. Not actually a hug because there's a pandemic. Oh, yeah, an no. Air a, hug. A, a, yeah, it's an air a hug. A socially distanced air hug. I love you, guys. <laughs> I love you all. Stay dreaming. I love you. I love you. Whatever you do, stay dreaming!